This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the family with L.A. Nick. Alex Brambrard Rasmussen. Melissa Kirk. Co-host Catherine Brandt. Andy Brambrard. And Cassie Schrader. We will be right back. There's another Schrader in the mix. Right after this with the family. There'll be another one. Recently, the four Walzer dealerships in Burnsville, Walzer Subaru, Walzer Honda, Walzer Nissan, and Walzer Mazda encountered a hailstorm. A justice flew in from around the U.S. to handle a claim on what will be over 2,500 new and used cars. They've drastically reduced the pricing on these vehicles, and there are some wonderful bargains available. But here's the deal. I normally hate the hurry-these-won't-last style of marketing, but in this case, it is true. It's not like they'll go into the back lot at night with hammers and make more. I also usually tell people to check them out online, but in the case of slightly damaged cars, you really do have to see them for yourselves. Stop out to Walzer Mazda, Nissan, Honda, and Subaru just south of the Burnsville Mall on Buck Hill Road. If you really want to, you can tell them Tom sent you, but that sounds kind of dumb. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. What is this? This is darkness on the edge of town. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Why me? So, Dave. Where's the love, man? Where's the love? Did you hear what I called it's your on wife your wife's during the break? Neck. <laughs> no, yeah, what no a, kidding. What, I asked her if what she did, was... What did you call the birthday girl? The birthday girl. We've been celebrating her birthday the whole time. Uh, I asked her if she was a twin, Winifred and Loserfred. But nobody nobody <laughs> got the joke, Tom. and they, they really railed on Tom. me for it. What? Just I move on it. from your bad I joke. I love it. That's dad See? joke quality right there. That's dad joke quality <laughs> is what that is. He's 100% yeah, that's right. that's true. I guess it is. It is. Yeah, they don't understand. You know, the problem is kids today just don't understand good comedy. Tom. Kids ah. today. That's, <laughs> that's exactly what, what I was going to say. <laughs> I had lunch with Scott Walter yesterday. I really like him. Oh, isn't he? He's such a great guy. He is a great guy. I, I, I've been meaning to get together with him. We're supposed to connect and and uh, do some talking. And I've been running like a madman for the last seven, eight months. So it's you been have. tough. But I'm, yeah, I want to get together with him again soon and, and hang out. He's a he's a wonderful human being. All right. I know you put seven months in on this so far. So did you, did you get the paper route? <laughs> I did. Good. I did. And, so uh, he's been I'm successful. <laughs> I'm selling seeds I got through the back of my comic yeah, book. That's you know, right. Seeds in the back of a comic book. Now we're talking. <laughs> Did you get the x-ray glasses, too? No, it was x-ray glasses or pay for my family. And uh, I passed on the x-ray specs this time. <laughs> x-ray and, specs, and that's what they're, they're right. They're x-ray that's specs. Right, x-ray specs. But You're I, can, right. I remember as a child, Tom, saving up for the x-ray specs and severely disappointed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You and me both, <laughs> pal. Oh. For my own hand, yes. so I, I, maybe that's what keeps me looking for the truth. I understand it completely. So, l- tell us what you've been working on for seven months. 
Yeah, this is uh, this is pretty exciting. And then we just had a new uh, spoke added to the wheel. I um, I will be part of a program, TV program on the Travel Channel beginning this October third, and it'll run for ten weeks One every Thursday away. night. And it's called the Holzer Files. Uh, it's a show based around Hans Holzer, who is America. They refer to him as America's first ghost hunter, and he has tens of thousands of of case files of uh, ghostly activity. And he wrote, I think, over 160 books on, wow. on the paranormal. That's a lot of books. Um, so for the first time, his family has allowed insiders, or outsiders, I should say, in to re-examine his case files and look at some of the, the famous and not-so-famous cases and, and a lot that he'd covered through his books with 2000, uh, you know, or 21st century technology and knowledge and having the ability to research deeper than they ever were back then uh his cases are anywhere from 60 years old to you know 15 years old and and we're really getting a chance to dig deeper into some of these cases that uh um for the first time we've we've been able to pull all types of different uh technology together to get to some really good answers and it's been an exciting ride no i imagine it probably would be it's You've always, since the time you were a little kid, you've always been interested in ghost hunting and that kind of thing? Well, you know, I wasn't hunting. They were hunting me. I've always joked around. I, oh, okay. I, my, my grandmother came to visit me after she died when I was very little. My grandmother called my aunt on the phone after she died. Um, so we had, we had experiences like that. And then I grew up in a haunted house in Medina, Illinois, and... You know, I've just been in the right place at the right time for a lot of strange phenomena. I mean, and it, and it continues. Last night while I was in the middle of doing my show, Midnight in the Desert, um, I, I texted my wife because I heard one of the kids outside of my studio door laughing and talking. I'm like, hey, I'm on air. Can you? Why are they even awake? Go shush the kids. And she did a walkthrough. Everybody was in bed and asleep. And outside my studio door, very clearly, I could hear a kid talking and giggling. Yeah. It was a birthday girl. So, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we continue to just have strange phenomena, and and uh, you know, once you why don't you kind of put yourself into that realm, and you're looking and actively pursuing the truth and information on these subjects. It seems like you you notice it more, you're aware of it, um, and I don't know if it's like you become a a lighthouse to these souls, you know, because you, you have the light on, you're looking, they, they make themselves known. So it's been a big part of my life, my whole life. My mom and aunt used to read books by Hans Holzer, D. Scott Rogo, Ed and Lorraine Warren, and they were always laying around. So I was always, you know, kind of picking up what they were putting down and they would tell me about things and their own experiences. So it's, it just kept me open for the experience and it was never taboo or, or frightening to uh, have this, not to say I didn't have some scary moments in my life, but you know, those were the, uh, they, they were just very open and made it very accessible. I can understand it. My dad called me after he died and said, Hey Tom, can I get a 20? <laughs> but um, we had a request from a listener for you to talk about the Waverly Hills Sanitarium. Sure. What's that all about? Let me guess. That listener happened to be a, a gentleman by the name of Joe who resides in Louisville. Maybe. <laughs> Good so. guess. Well, you know, he's right there. Uh, I had a chance to investigate Waverly Hills, I think, five times, four or five times. And, again, it was one of those moments that it was, to me, I went there. I didn't necessarily feel creeped out by the place. And this was before they started doing all the fixing up on it. Um, in one of our first nights, I had everybody stationed. What we would do is I went with celebrities from some of the different paranormal TV shows, and I'd station them on a floor and then we'd have 100 people ghost hunt that night, so there'd be about 20 on each floor investigating, and it's a big place. So I set everybody off, and I was outside what they call the death tunnel. There were so many deaths that, that took place at Waverly Hills. Uh, it was a sanitarium. Uh, that's where you'd go to heal up from tuberculosis and, and other maladies. Then it turned into an old folks' home, uh, hospital, so it was... It was constantly used. There was a lot of death there. But during the tuberculosis outbreak, there was so much death, they would actually um, take the bodies and shoot them down this, like, ramp, if you would, this, like, concrete tunnel. And then they'd come out on the other end. They'd load the bodies and then take them out for burial. 
So I was out there. It's August, mid-August in Louisville, Kentucky. It's like you're breathing in pea soup. It's so hot and thick. And I'm standing outside the tunnel, and I had a mother and daughter team come up, and they're like, do you mind if we go down there and investigate? I'm like, sure, let's go. And they're like, oh, we just want to go alone. I said, that's great. Head on down. They were down there for like five minutes, and then they came tearing up. They're like, Dave, something's down there. We can hear it. And I said, well, let's go. So I went with them. We got about halfway into the tunnel, turned off our lights, and sure enough, within a few minutes, you start hearing footsteps coming up the stairs towards us. And they're both clinging to my arms on each side, and I'm, I'm waiting for it, waiting for it. I wanted it to get close enough to us so when I hit the flashlight, we could see it. And I waited till it sounded like it was maybe a few steps away, and I turned on the flashlight, and nothing. You couldn't see. There was nobody there, but the footsteps continued. And that was, that was my first holy hell moment at, at Louisville, uh, at Waverly Hills. It was really great. And then there was so much activity inside the building. Um, people were coming out just ranting and raving about the weirdness of it. Uh, and then I went in with the owner you know, during one of the, the breaks. She said, turn off your flashlight. We're going to look for shadow people. So I turned off my flashlight, and we're 15 steps down the hall. And she goes, look, look, look. And sure enough, out of a door frame, it looks like something's bobbing kind of back and forth, like a head and shoulders looking out at us. And then I thought, well, you know what? It's a full moon tonight. I can hear the wind. There's no windows on that side of the building. Um, they're all broken out. So we're hearing the wind. I think that's a reflection or a, a shadow of a branch from one of the trees out there bobbing back and forth. And, I, you know, I kind of politely dismissed, oh, yeah, that that's cool. And as I turned to start walking, a full 3D shadow person walked right through me. Ooh. Our shoulders went right through one another. And I turned around and I said, what the hell is that? And you could see it walking down the hall. And then the entire hall went black. You could not see the end of the hall. And then it was clear again. So Waverly has got some crazy activity. And, you know, it's been haunted since it was an operating hospital and tuberculosis clinic. That is it. it was was there a movie made about Waverly Hills, something like that? There a was a documentary was or something called the Death, Yeah, there was a movie called the Death Tunnel. I think it was. There you and go. It was yeah, kind of a low budget horror movie, sex exploitation kind of like a Skinamax movie. Right. Um, and while the two brothers, Philip and uh, oh god no, uh, Chris, were filming the thing they started picking up strange anomalies on their cameras. And so that took them down from doing right. kind of low-budget horror movies into documentaries about the paranormal. And, um, they, yeah, they caught a lot of really weird activity when they were filming in the place. Yep, I remember that, uh, looking back now, as a matter of fact. So you're on the Travel Channel. It's October 3rd, you said? That's right. It starts October 3rd. Uh, they paired me with... Um, a good friend of mine, Cindy Keza, who's a medium. And then we're working with our uh, friend Shane Pittman, our, our technician who works with all the equipment and gets us set up. Uh, we also have Alexandra Holzer, uh, Hans Holzer's oh, daughter. And uh, Gabe Roth is our kind of historian and researcher. So they help dig through these case files to find some interesting cases that we can reexamine, some of the ones that left Hans with more questions and answers, and then we go in and, and reinvestigate to try to add to the file and see what more information we can dig out. I also was just asked to be a part of the um, Halloween Live special Ooh, that like they're it. doing fourth. That'll be on October fourth. Uh, it'll be four hours live ghost hunt from Salem, Massachusetts. They've got uh, the cast of Kindred Spirits will be on there. It's another paranormal show on Travel Channel. The Ghost Brothers, who you just interviewed, I think, last week. Yeah, nice guys. It. Really great guys. They were, they were funny, too. Guys. Yeah, they were very funny. Yeah, we did a, we hung out this last weekend at the Michigan Paracon. Um, and then Katrina Weidman and Jack Osborne, uh, Ozzy's son from a mm -hmm. TV show called uh, Portals to Hell, will be a part of it. And then Cindy Keza and I will be uh, the fourth TV show as an anchor point of this program. So they'll be investigating three haunted, well-known haunted spots in Salem, and it'll be live, kind of like that live PD TV show now. So they'll be cutting yeah, back and yep, forth between yep. locations wherever they're getting activity. And it uh, looks like it's going to be pretty exciting. So that'll be on October 4th. So October 3rd, the Holzer Files. October 4th is the uh, Ghost Hunt Live Salem, and I get to be a part of both of those programs. It is a wonderful thing. I've had people call me and ask me, 
Would you call the Travel Channel? They want me to do the trailers for all their all their shows. Not not the Travel Channel, but the people who watch it. Because apparently, the guy who does the trailers, they're not wild about him. They think I could be scarier, which do I suppose it, makes Tom. sense. <laughs> this will be a chance for us to finally work together. You could be the voice of the programs. That'd I don't think. Awesome. Yeah, I don't think that uh, that the listeners necessarily or the viewers would necessarily be able to hire me though. I think they Travel Channel probably likes their people, don't they? I don't know. I'm going to do you this. Know, I'm going to go Darkness the Dave. Environment. <laughs> I'm going to go, I get to go Darkness Dave and his loser wife. Loser <laughs> friend. Loser friend. It'll be perfect. I want you to do me a favor, by the way. Next time that Cassie pisses you off, I want you to look at her and go, loser friend. <laughs> <laughs> See, I gave you ammunition from now on for the rest of your life. I'll record it. <laughs> I'll record it. Tom, the only problem is you can do that, and she has nothing to cut you off. Well, that's true. It's a good point. It's a very good point. If I do it, it it gets a lot colder in my house, and I respect (laughs) and love my wife and would like more sex at some point. By the way, Dave, I wanted to congratulate you because you have very, very healthy lungs because not a whole lot of guys could have put uh, a a bruise the size of my fist on their (laughs) wife's neck. Jesus. I I looked over. I thought you choked her. her. No, I was trying to curl her hair. It's nothing but a curling iron burn, Tom. I don't know what you're referring to. What are you guys, 16? I don't know what you're referring to, he said. It was funny, too, because Dalen from Ghost Brothers, he comes up to me. He goes, what's that on your neck? I Uh said, you don't want to know. He goes, oh, your husband's marking his territory. He's a real OG. (laughs) OG. Dave OG. That's what I think of as old gangster when I think of Dave. There's no doubt about it. Actually, it's not my fault. My wife is very dainty with a very uh, fragile constitution. I literally gave her a small peck on the neck, and it it burst out like that. uh, Somebody, oh, Joe Joe from Louisville just said, I call BS, but I don't know what he's calling BS on. I don't know. The whole thing. (laughs) Everything in the world, everything. Yeah, it doesn't say what I call BS, but I don't know what you're calling BS for, Joe. You got some iron. The what? The curling yeah. iron. The curling iron. Yeah, that's probably true. Every kid used that as an excuse when we were 16. Oh, really? Oh, absolutely. My generation, that was the number one excuse. I've never had a hickey, and I feel like if Dan started vacuuming my neck with his mouth, he'd be like, get away from me. What are you doing? It is a little weird. Not interested, pal. It is a 16-year-old thing. It's a puberty thing. Well, when you have fun and friends and alcohol in the mix, you know, you just turn 16 again. (laughs) So, darkness, do you have to go? Wait a minute, honey. You just made it sound like we're some kind of like weird paranormal wife swap. <laughs> well, there is that. That's the next. Friends. That's the next show. Yeah, that's the next <laughs> show. Weird paranormal friends. Dave, do you have I, do you have no, a few I'm... more minutes after the break? Yeah, I can hang around. Okay, we'll take a break. Be right back. More with Darkness, Dave, and Lucifer. I gotta stop oh, calling you that. I'll burn it out. And Cassie, the birthday girl, will yeah. be back. It's Tom Bernard with North American Banking Company CEO and my buddy, Michael Bilski. Michael, let's say somebody has a plan to expand their business this year. How can North American Banking Company get that job done? At North American Banking Company, we'll take time to understand the customer's needs and wants and their plans for the future. Once we have a good understanding of that, we'll try to solve their financing dilemma. We won't take a cookie-cutter approach to any financing situation. Wonderful. So if I need cash to expand my podcast, you got a plan for me too? No. (laughs) God, thank you. I see where this is going. Well, we love working with you. We can help any business, including a podcast that's already very successful. Who's better than you? That's what I want to know. I still never liked you, though. You are. No, I never. Don't try to make up. I don't. (laughs) Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, 
then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. I was going to do a scary intro for darkness, but I can't with that music. (laughs) The ghost of prison. Ladies and gentlemen, darkness Dave. See, there you go. He's dancing in his chair right now. I feel it. The other day, Fawn was like, Mama, what does a ghost say? And I was like. Ring, ding, 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 ding. Exactly. (laughs) Yep. Oh, my God. What? No. That's what does a fox fox say? say. No, I, I was like, ooh. She's like, no, that's weird. They say boo. Uh, <laughs> no, that's weird. They say boo. It's all true, ladies and gentlemen. So, yeah, Darkness and I, we've talked about the only time that I may have seen a ghost in my life was when my great-grandmother, Susan Bernard, died in her 104th year. Very good. And I remember waking good. up and seeing her at the end of my bed, but I didn't know she was dead. I had that happen. You did too. Yeah, I saw my grandfather at the end of my bed. I feel, I feel people. I feel people sitting on my bed. Oh, do you really? All the time. Is it Nancy? Nancy? No, no, but I do feel. I do feel people sitting on the edge of my bed, and I'm awake, not asleep, awake, laying in bed, and I'll feel some a weight on the side on the edge of my bed, and I'll jump up, and there's nothing there. So I usually think it's the cat or something, but there's nothing there. Catherine, did you haunt our house before we sold it to L.A. Nick? Well, I'm not dead yet, so I don't think I can. <laughs> I don't mean you personally. <laughs> I just it's meant just you. Loitering. Yeah, you <laughs> loitering. Um, Dave, is there any? Are there any stats on how many people have claimed to have seen a ghost? Is there a percentage of Americans or something? Well, ninety um, percent of the time, sixty percent of the people say they've seen it. How many mm. people? I don't know. Isn't that the kind of stat that uh, Will Ferrell quotes? In yeah, that's true. 60% believe it. Um, you know, that seems to vacillate. I, I have a lot of people that will sit there and vehemently deny the belief in ghosts. But then, you know, when I'm on, this happens a lot when I'm traveling and I'll be sitting on the plane and somebody goes, oh, are, why are you going to Michigan? Is it for work? Yeah. Well, what do you do? Oh, I'm a paranormal radio show host. Really? Oh, you so really? You lose. Allow me to destroy your worldview for you. Right, and then they're like, "Oh, okay." And, I love that. And a few seconds later, they go, "Yeah, I don't really believe in that stuff." But when I was a kid, yeah, I saw a flaming head underneath my bed that was screaming out my name. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but, other than that. but I don't believe in the paranormal. And I'm like, "Oh, okay." So there's, you know, a lot of these people are reluctant believers, and then you've got the vehement believers that think, you know, everything is a ghost. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, there, I think a lot more people have paranormal experiences, or, and paranormal sounds like it's it's totally freaky. I think there's just, you know, I think there's a lot going on around us that we just don't pay attention to, and once you start to key into it, you notice things more. It's like if, yeah. you know, Alex is a fan when she goes into places she probably hears Beatles music more often than I would because I'm a monkeys fan and I cue in on the monkeys music. It doesn't mean it's playing any less but yeah. because you recognize yeah. those patterns your your brain is always looking for them. Ah, it's like when hear, you buy yeah. a new car and then yeah. you start seeing it mm-hmm. all over the place. Yeah, all anyone car. ever drives. Yeah, just like when I started to show Walzer is a thing. No, I see Walzer plates everywhere. everywhere. Oh, it's everywhere. <laughs> Honest to God. My favorite thing about Walzer is every after every commercial, I get a text from Michael Bryant. God, you kept it under a half hour. <laughs> <laughs> but literally, it seems like every car I'm behind now has a Walzer I know. thing. No, on you're right. You're absolutely right. Plate. Yeah. So here, well, I found a couple statistics, and you weren't wrong about the statistic thing. Uh, the most right. common numbers there are two. Uh, one is about twenty percent of people, and then the other is sixty percent. Really? <laughs> a pretty big spread. Yeah. But, yeah. So somewhere between 20 and 60% of people think they've seen a ghost. Let's call 45. Yeah. yeah, not helpful, but hey. I've never seen one, but I think I've felt one. Yeah, I've never I don't want to hear about who you feel of. I felt the presence of That was just the one. movie Ghost with Jodie Foster. When they sit, yeah. they always right. sit on the couch or bed that I'm sitting on. Hmm. Yeah, I've never really? seen one. Like I can literally feel it. One. Really? Yeah. I've seen one doing things. You've seen ghosts doing things? Like 
things that, you know, moving that shouldn't be moving, but I've never seen, like, the figure of a ghost. Here's the deal. Here's what I don't understand, and maybe somebody could straighten this out for me. As far as ghosts or God or anything else, why would I have such a strong opinion either way about it? I'm not smart enough to know if there's a God or ghosts or whatever. I'll accept what I, you know, a possibility there is, possibility there isn't. I'm hoping there's something. That would be great. It would be wonderful. I do think, to tell you the truth, that that we'd like to all feel that this is all just for, it's not just for no reason. That would be kind of nice. That would be nice. Especially as as, since politics are making the world hell on earth. So <laughs> the hopefully the there's only, something afterwards. I'd rather hang out with a ghost. <laughs> I would really like to see my mother as a ghost. That'd be kind of cool. I don't well. think I would. Well, my mother's still alive, but I wouldn't want to see anybody I knew as a ghost. Come on. I don't think so. Yeah, once they're gone 11 years, it starts to... Your mom would be smoking. Does she have a cigarette? <laughs> and go, well. No, I, I said, a... Mom, you're supposed to go boo. No. Well. I have a feeling, I've always felt this, that once Grandma dies, my mom's mom, I feel like I will have interactions with her frequently. I don't know why, but I've always really? felt like Really? Really? I thought that when my grandmother died, but it hasn't happened. It hasn't happened? Maybe no. she's the one sitting next to you. She was, yeah, she was my closest person in my family that I could relate with. She might be sitting next to you. Yeah, might be her. And I was very close to my great-grandmother, too. And I thought the same thing with her when she passed, that I would get connected with her again. But Zippo Zero. Yeah, I'm sitting there. My mom wants... Well, that's that's kind of where I've been. You know, my mom passed away three years ago now. And she was so into the paranormal. I was very into the paranormal. And I know, you know, she was just very open. And we talked about it as she was passing away. And... I said, "Well, mom, you're gonna you're gonna come back and let me know." And she goes, "Oh, you know it." And yeah. you know, then I feel like there are moments I I don't feel like I've never seen her ghost. I haven't really felt her presence. I haven't felt anything like that. But then you get you, you know you get weird things happen. Like all of a sudden, for some reason, my cousin felt the urge to contact me and ask me if I wanted to do that DNA test since my mom couldn't, and I did it, and that brought me into the, the life of my oldest daughter. I didn't right resist. right. And then when we did the Walker Stalker cruise, I, I have a necklace that has a crucifix on it that's filled with some of my mom's ashes. Aww. And I take it with me because mom always liked to travel, so I take her on all these cool adventures with mm-hmm. me. And um, we came back from the Walker Stalker cruise, and it was nowhere to be found. It broke my heart. I thought I lost it aboard the ship. Oh. And a couple weeks back, I just I, you know, sent a little message to my mom uh, through you know, via Facebook Messenger of all things, you know, just said, Mom, if you're out there, give me a sign. Let me know, you know, you're around me. And the next day, we're looking for our son Max's glasses. Cannot find them to save my life. And I said, all right, guys, get out there. Everybody scour the house, find Max's glasses. So my son Damien goes over, and we have these little Egyptian clay jars. They're way too small to have glasses in. But why he decides to look in there, I have no clue. He opens it up and he goes, oh, dad, look. And he brings it to me and there's the cross. The necklace is nowhere to be found. Mm. But there's the cross with my mom's ashes. Really? The day after I said, give me a sign, show you know, show me that you're still around. All of a sudden, I, the cross magically shows up with her ashes, but not the necklace itself. So I don't know how it would have gotten mm. into that clay pot. I don't. And, and how it's been missing for seven months. It's just very strange. But uh you know, I, I like Nick. I haven't had that moment where I felt like, oh yeah, this is definitely my mom. But those those mm-hmm. two moments, you know, pushed me into that direction. So see, even as a paranormalist, I'm, I don't jump at everything believing everything is a sign right. of uh, paranormal activity. But you know, I don't know, Nick, if it's the fact that guys like us, we you know, any of us that are in this position, we want to have that connection so bad. We're looking for the bolt of lightning, you know, the the crackling white vision of our mom or grandmother or friend or love standing in front of us when we might be getting more subtle messages that we just don't not see, you know, we're not paying attention to. It's like there's that scene from Steve Martin's movie, and I love it. It's the man with two brains where his wife dies. And then through the movie, uh, Kathleen Turner is this kind of uh, gold digger and she's getting involved with Steve Martin and Steve Martin walks into the living room and he's got this beautiful grand portrait of his wife on the wall. And he goes, darling, I miss you so much. I, you know, but I, I'm so lonely. I think I'm going to marry this woman. If, if you think that's not a good idea, give me a sign. 
and all of a sudden the painting starts spinning on the wall. The candles are, fl- are flaring up, books are flying off the shelf, but you keep hearing, no, no, no. And when it all settles down, he's standing there and his hair's all askew and his, his outfit's all shaken up and he just looks up at it and then takes the picture off the wall and goes, well, until you're willing to give me that sign, I'm just going to put this picture in the closet. <laughs> That's that's and great. I feel like that's what a lot of us do is we just we're so focused on wanting one specific message that anything else is lost to us. That's actually a great movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've seen it. Uh, I don't think I don't think I ever. It's did. a pretty underrated movie. Is it really? Yeah, it's a pretty funny movie. So I got to check. It is. So Cassie, how much it's did just you get such for a the dumb night? fun movie? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it was weird. Like the. The cross was just sitting in the that little clay pot. Like no one, we don't put anything in it. It just sits there for decoration, and the chain was gone. That's amazing. I know. Right? Maybe Fawn was over at your house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you find things in the strangest places. She oh, puts yes. things in containers. Yes. yes. She yeah, I couldn't do that. find my phone over there the other day, and I like I was like, I'll look in the toilet. Because mm-hmm. Sage too. Yeah. I'll look in the toilet, I'll look, and I found it in, yeah, like this little drawer of a bedside table. But it's like, <laughs> didn't put yeah. it there. Yeah. Here, we'll put it here. <laughs> and what I'm do like, you think? Everything's you, somewhere odd. Yeah, I'm like, Fawn, did you put this in there? She's like, yeah, Sage was holding it, and I didn't want him to have it. He sh- so I took it and put it in there. I yeah, because like, I scoured our house shortly after the cruise because he couldn't find it. So I was scouring all the places that he puts his jewelry yeah. and stuff, like in a studio or in our bathroom. And so I couldn't find it anywhere. And just a few weeks ago, my son lost his glasses again. And, no, uh, <laughs> it's so not hard. Max. Uh, and, yeah, and our other son, Damien, he found it in that little Egyptian clay pot. And I was like, oh, why would Toddler it be? ghost. That's why a toddler ghost. Yeah, a toddler ghost. Yeah. Say his name properly, too. you got to go. Damien. Oh, good lord. I can't. He's too bubbly and cute. I can't <laughs> he's look too at, bubbly he's got and freckles. cute. Come on. That's very, that is one. That's no, a good some name. Breaking news. What? Do you know? Does anybody know who Jesse Combs is? Yes. She oh. died. Jesse Combs died. Yeah, the jet jet car driver. Yeah. Woman. Oh, yeah. she, she set all kinds of oh. records. She was actually driving a jet car. And, oh, she got killed. And, yeah. Sounds about right. Thirty-six years old. It's a very dangerous yeah, sport, man. Yeah, yeah. Occupational hazard. They call it extreme sports for a reason. She, she was driving flats. through the Alvor Desert, wherever that is, yeah. she when she lost control. A, she was attempting a land speed record. Ten. Oh, she was. That's sad. That's yeah. how she died. We have the land speed jet record cars is now. Just like yeah. what? Jet car. Oh, it's it's no, what is the land speed record now? Twelve eighty or something? What? Yeah, it's way up. Twelve eighty. I would not want to go that she fast. Already, no. She had already set a record with two hundred ninety-eight miles per hour. Oh, that's nothing. The world land speed record is way up there. Twelve fifty. Uh, in nineteen sixty-three, it was four hundred. Mm-hmm. By sixty-five, it was six hundred. Ninety-seven, it was. Well, it depends on if you're Drop talking about... Drop back down to 400. <laughs> they undid it. Uh, 763. Well, this only moving. goes up to 97, though, for some reason. That is moving. I think they've yeah. broken 1,000. Well, one thing yeah. I can tell you, no, not one guy ever died by being on the radio. I know that. <laughs> so that works for me. Although, so. a guy at KQRS, when it was K. Adam and K. Eve. Mm, Did you know that? It was K. Adam and K. Wait, Eve. How can it be K. Adam? Or was it K-A-D-M? K-A-D-M, yeah. And K-E-V-E. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently he died at the, you know, the board in the original KQ? Yeah. He died no. there, apparently. Really? Yeah. But he never showed up to me or anything. A spider dropped down in front of my face once, and I said the F-bomb on the air because it surprised the hell out of me. That'll happen. Uh-oh. Boop. Dave's getting a call. How spider even get into that boop. room? Yeah. It's like I don't know. Behind Spiders 700 can do whatever walls. they want. I guess I'm sure they can. I guess sure. I'm wrong. It's still in the 600s, but there's a comp. Well, it's 1,200 kph, so that might be what you were thinking. Oh, oh, there you go. Oh. I saw tw- I saw it one time. It was 1,200. Probably kilometers. Yeah, yeah it was, it's 1,200 kph. But still, 610 miles an hour is pretty That's <laughs> moving. <laughs> that's yeah. what a jet does. Absolutely not. That's what Catherine does coming over here. That's what you're traveling in a passenger jet. That's what people do through our neighborhood. Yeah, that's true. That's what people do in our neighborhood, too. Yeah, they do drive like mad. It's getting worse around here with drivers. People are nuts. Darkness, Dave, ladies and gentlemen, October 3rd. What, what's the uh, what's the time on the show on the Travel Channel? It's like, I think it's 9 p.m. Central Time, 10 p.m. Eastern and Pacific. 
All right. Are you going to come in uh, after the show? Are you going to come in and do a live appearance on, on this show after it starts? I don't know. I'm kind of a big shot now. So oh, God. Know. Here we <laughs> go. everybody. I want them. I want them to refer to me as television's Dave Schrader going forward. Yeah, that's what I'm do from now. Is it okay if we heave? I, I will tell you this. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I invited Louis Anderson on the show, and he didn't show up, so I had baskets canceled, so... Yeah. I just want you to know nice. that up that powerful. All right. Well, I'll be there, Tom. You tell me when and where, and if I'm not out of town or too busy, I'll be there. Well, we'll that stay sounds- in touch on the, the whole situation. Yeah. But congratulations. I know yes, you've been working on this for a long time. It's, it's a big it's deal. It's a big, hairy deal. It is. It is. And it's, you know, though, I couldn't have done it without, without my beautiful wife because she's the one that stays home and keeps everything anchored down and does – the hard work while I get to go out and play with ghosts. Don't, don't say time. that in front and of don't our you wives. It. Yeah. <laughs> don't say that in front of our wives. Now I gotta have that on the way home. Let it go, darkness, Dave. Yeah. Well, go. And done. And not only if it isn't for my wife, it's also for all of your wives that I'm doing what I'm doing. So thank you to them as well. How's all of my wives. Who do you think I am, Elon Omar? <laughs> <laughs> all right, darkness. So thanks very much, man. Congratulations. <laughs> All right, thank that you. Is I like it. I've always liked Dave. How long have I known you him now? About a couple of years? Oh, uh, probably more than yeah, that. Five years, that? I think. Five, yeah, maybe. It's well, been five four, years already? So. Well, how long ago did you get married? Well, we got married. It'll be two years this November, so about right. a year and a half prior to that. Yeah, three and so a half years. You really? don't realize how time is going by so fast. I don't either. You get yeah. these, if you have Facebook, you can get these Facebook memories, and they, it says seven I years ago. You're like, what? Know. That was yeah. a week ago. The podcast is seven years old already. I can't well, believe it. Yeah, seven years old. Seven October years old 12. as of like today. O- October no, 12th. I thought it was October 12th. It is it August. August 12th. No, August 12th, I meant. We it's... should have a party. I think August 12th was the first show. I think it was show. August 12th, yeah. Oh. It was in August. <laughs> I was seven years ago. Seven that is years. unbelievable. It's a long time. That I posted amazing. this picture today of me. With the two, the, that's uh, John, the NPD officer, oh, committed yeah. suicide. But yeah. I, that was seven years ago today of me making that, that donation. Really. And that seems like to me it was last year. Yeah. But that costs a lot of more than a thousand bucks to make the check. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was the that was take a pick of LA Nick and win a thousand bucks. Oh yeah, the city yeah. Minneapolis yeah. did. So you found me in the town. You took my picture, and then a bunch of people that were on city council and downtown council voted the best picture, and that wow. cop won. Hmm. He See, won the contest, and he donated the money to a family that their house burned down. Indeed. See, what I would have done is I would have sent a friend a picture of me, like I would have been like in my bed pretending to sleep, and then sent them that picture, but then didn't tell anyone that they were my friend. So when they submitted it, everyone would have thought that they broke into my house. There was no no rule. So you could come up to me and ask me to do that. There was no rules. Well, there you go. There was zero rules. And... You could stage anything you want. Human pyramid. Go. Why did the cop take himself deep? What's his name? A lot of cops John, do that. It's, John, what? It's, it's a crap job, man. Yeah. It is a tough Everyone job. hates you, and you yeah, have to true. do some unfortunate yeah. things in well, order that's, to survive no, that's radio. sometimes. That's it's a, a thankless, well. relentless It is. You're job. right. You're absolutely right. And you live, your life becomes the job. Mm-hmm. You have no life because it's the job. A lot well, of people like, get divorced. I know it's that. the only like profession radio. that people say, I'm on the job, because you're, you're, you live for the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. It's like being in the military... 20 in your private life i mean you're pretty no, much in the military no, and every time someone you put away gets out of jail you have to start wondering you know i remember for a brief period of time andy was thinking of becoming a cop i'm like no 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 i was thinking of becoming an fbi agent fbi agent no. you still should but then they were like 10 push-ups no <laughs> well you know this I'm area not doing is, that. This, this, this area is a hotbed for cia recruits is it oh absolutely well, I I, cia has to fly around i know a lot. i know a lot of people in this area of minnesota that was recruited by the cia why is that just morals really? and we and, have morals and, and, you know more than i don't and, think and, so and, and, a, and a, a look that just nobody can recognize like it's just that you just blend right in yeah All that's true Scandahoovians? You just blend right in. Really? Yep. Not in New York City. 
Well, yeah. they do. I know multiple people that now are ex-CIA in Minnesota. We huh. shall take a break here and be back. Tyre Carver will join us in just a couple of minutes right after this with the family. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. It's Tom telling you that you can lose an average of 26.2 pounds on the 40-day weight loss program powered by Nutramost. I lost 92.5 pounds in less than five months. Thanks to the Sheehy Brothers and the Ultimate Wellness and Weight Loss Program powered by Nutramost. And I encourage you to let them help you lose weight as they teach you how to stay healthy and keep that weight off. Take it from me. Having a coach keeps you accountable and it makes achieving your goals so much easier. Let the Ultimate Wellness and Weight Loss Program powered by Nutramost help you. Schedule your immediate consultation or attend the Nutramost free dinner at 6.30 p.m. on Monday, August 19th at Jake's in Plymouth. Call now, 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Study data comes from clients submitted data to a third party for tracking of daily weight loss and progress through the Nutramost Weight Loss Programs. See website for full disclaimer details. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Tyre Carver on the horn. How you doing, Tyre? How you doing? Marvelous. How's the ice cream business going? Oh, we're having a great year. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Wonderful news. That is a good thing. What's what's going on in your world? Other than being in a wind tunnel. I'm outside in the wind. It's beautiful out here. Yes. Well, I'm talking like about uh, Jesse Combs. Oh, yeah. Yes. The record she was... She was going after the record, which is, for a woman, was 513 miles an hour. Wow. Whoa. And uh, didn't quite get it right. So what happened? She Do you lost know what control. happened? She just when you're doing control. that kind of thing, the tiniest little, the wind is yeah. so powerful against the yeah. the yeah. vessel. That it weighs it, nothing. Yeah, if you tilt a little bit, it's just gone. Well, and they're not going yeah. over a track, right? They're like in the desert yeah, or yeah. on a dried river bend. It's all soft flats yeah. in yeah. the desert. Yeah, so yeah. something, yeah. you could hit something, no, too. They, they, they scour that track. Oh, they they scour that run, yeah. Oh, they do. Yeah, it's not just like, go down this road, Could be a road runner just does, you know, runs no, in front of them. No, they have teams <laughs> scouring every square inch. It's, it, she didn't hit anything. Yeah. No, no. terrible. Terrible. Yes. No, she was doing it on like a dry lake bed of 13, it was like 13 miles. And uh, crosswind would be my guess. Yeah. Oh, Either yeah. that or a park failure. No, I'll tell you what. I have I have a couple bikes that weigh nothing. I have a GP, a factory GP race bike, and it's square four two-stroke, and it weighs like 270 pounds. And you hit a crosswind, there's, sometimes you feel like the bike is lifting off the ground. Oh. You can go down very easy yeah. on a lightweight, high-horsepower bike. And that bike does 150, 160, and you get up around those speeds, it's very, very scary. So this, these, these cars actually use jet fuel. Yeah, they use like Lord. literal jets. Jet engines. Jet sounds so dangerous. Powered car. Mm-hmm. Sure is. There's, That's why she died. There's jet-powered motorcycles. No. Oh God, no, no I'm you. good. No. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm good. I just don't want anything that can explode. For You're no straddling reason. a jet engine. No. So I have a question for everybody here. A tire. Um, what do they use for tires? You can't use regular tires on something like that. I wouldn't imagine. Oh. As a resident, my guess is it was solid aluminum. Solid aluminum no tires. Yep. So no, no rubber, rubber yeah, whatsoever. Would, yeah, that would really? make sense to me. But oh, tra- what do you do for traction stinky? though? Then how how would you get any traction? Well, it's not. You don't need them for traction. It's you just need them for yet. steering. 
Oh, I see. Just it's not it quickness. Theory. It's they're going 13 miles. It's just how fast you can get to. Yeah. The traction's yeah. only getting yeah. off the line, so how right. fast you can go in well, 10 seconds. The jet's, the jet's providing the propulsion, so you don't need a tread for you know, grip. Yeah. You just need it for lateral traction so you don't spin out or go sideways in a crosswind. Yeah, and I agreed when you were on hold that, you know, you and I were talking, and I agree with you that, yeah, it's just another thing that men do better than women, so... <laughs> It's weird wow, that the men's man. record is higher than the women's. And he ignores it. Completely. Well, it's because the money goes towards uh, it more. That's <laughs> the overall <laughs> record is like Mach 1.1. It's, oh my it's faster God. than the speed of sound. Is what, what, what is the record right now? I want to say it's Mach 1. It's point or 1.03 uh, or something. A British this, team did it what? 10 or 15 years ago. So what's that miles what, what, per hour? Um, just short of 800. Uh, yeah, or just over 800 miles an hour. 790. So here's my question. What's the freaking point? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you. Money. I was faster than you. Not money. even really money. It's not like these people it's, are rich. It's all about money, and it is a thrill to do. I mean, I've been over 160, and you hit tunnel vision where it's in broad daylight. Everything's going by so fast, it becomes black mass. Ooh. So you only can see a little tiny hole right here. No, and it's a you. pretty unique feeling. Well, I bet. Yeah. I mean, just do heroin and ho- at home. That's <laughs> <laughs> probably safer. <laughs> Yeah, you only died five years. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Speed in the right place is legal. I mm. guess. I mean, <laughs> so I, I, are you still involved with with road racing and all that stuff? That's where Tire Carver came from, right? Yeah, that was more from the dirt racing stuff, but uh, I haven't done that in a while. Just uh, still friends with everybody, but you know, family in an ice cream truck kind of eat all the time. Too dangerous, right? Wait a minute. What's a friend? Yes, I am. Ice cream is way more They're fun. few and far between. <laughs> They're few and far between. They are, too. Tyre, I appreciate your time today. Thank you, sir. Say hello to the family for me, if you would. Will do. Thanks a lot, Tyre. Tyre yeah. Carver, long-time listener to this podcast from the very yes. beginning, as a matter of fact. So I'm glad that people are starting to use the phone lines. They're getting comfortable with the number, I think, or whatever. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. It takes a while. It does take a little while. Well, so most people are working, so it's hard to... Yeah. This is work. Most people have jobs. Yeah, well, this is a job for you and Andy. You know, when people call in, like when they call in the KQ. Cassie, and don't forget Cassie's and birthday request, girl. Request a song. How come they can play it within a hair split second? Because I don't think that's real. Oh, it's not? I think they're actual... I think they're actual requests, but not before live. Before the people are done speaking, the songs play. I know. And I've told them not to do that, like, how do but you they do, do that? it anyway. Every radio station does that. They do, everyone. Yeah. And I told them, I really wish you wouldn't do that. So it's edited. Well, but yeah. no, you call ahead, and they ask you what you want to play, and then they put you on hold, and then they put you on air, and then they oh, have your request that much time again. to work. No, that's what you do. Really? I've, I've never called in so I, as a kid like a teenager either. requested a song once and that's what you do you mm. can call and i talk think maybe to the, back in the day that i'm sure that's still what they do because mm. yeah you still have a hotline or we a request hot, line. we have a request line yeah, yeah. That, that's Wally what i'm saying, when I, what I'm saying. <clears throat> people well, that's all what i listen to is kq when people call in the songs playing before they're finished talking well, but, but, like, but huh? the hotline is answered by somebody else and oh, then they okay. patch you through they okay. have people Oh, they got they people. No, they don't. Not anymore, they don't. <laughs> it's not like my dad's answering You don't have any phone. people anymore? I, don't, I think no. Wally kind answers of, the phone. No, phone. But Cassie answers the, or what's her face? Candace? Candace. She does, yeah. answers the phone off Cassie, air. Cassie, Candace, what's her face? She answers the phone <laughs> off air. That's really and nice. And then patches you through, just like you do. Well, we do have another caller. We do? Oh, ew. My mic's off. Look there at that. Go. Not a professional. Yes, we have another caller. It's Why are you looking at me when you said not a professional? You're no, no Candace. I probably want your approval. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's real obvious. Uh, Officer Dave is with us. How you doing, Officer Dave? Hey, Tom. I'm doing great. How you doing? Never. Boy, you sound fired up about arresting <laughs> you. I tell you. I tell you, there's oh, yeah. killing you know, everybody. Some of us are at work, too. Because, yeah. you know. <laughs> Just to explain the next, um, I... When I was a younger man, I called Wally Walker, requested a tune one day. Yep. And he recorded it and then did it like 10 minutes later. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. So it's That's edited. It's it just edited. And I'll tell you another thing, so. uh, Officer Dave, 
You may yes, be sir. driving down the road someday and hear yourself requesting that song again. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they use it like five years later. It's like, man. Hey, I noticed... It may have been a little longer than that, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I noticed exactly. on the way here I, the most traffic stops I've ever seen in Minnesota today. Oh, there's a lot of them I've seen you're cops right. everywhere yeah, on the right. cars pulled over. Oh, that's because it's right before Labor a holiday weekend. weekend. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, they usually start... Oh. Tuned in. Yeah, they usually start, start pulling people over, I thought maybe it was down. a budget thing or something. No, they do End that the almost month. every day. Bake sale. That's More ticket calls. sales. He calls them a bake sale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much true. So, Officer Dave, what, what are the big crimes going on today? Big crimes? Oh, my gosh. Somebody had a little heart issue a little while ago. Oh, that's too bad. And that's about it. Well, that's good. So basically, basically good. like all, all the other cops, you're sitting around doing nothing. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm trying to catch people before they screw up. Yeah. No, that's a good idea. I like that. Well, Minneapolis just passed 500 consecutive days of gunfire. Oh, God. Cool. It's just, they've got to do Can something about this. Do this is just Over eight a day for 500 days plus. Eight a day. Nice. Over eight a day. Nicely done, We're in like 512 days today. All right. 512 so. days of, of at least eight gunshots a day. every day. Oh, Jesus. I grew up in the worst yeah. neighborhood in this state, and we had gunfire, but it was very rare. Not like yeah. it is now. Overrated day for the last no. 500 some days. Oh, God, that's just terrible. Well, everything gets but, plea bargained you know, even, down to nothing. Even now, you know, with the shot spotters and all that stuff, when, when cops get there, Everybody clams up. I yeah. didn't hear nothing. Not I didn't hear anything. Yeah. Well, everybody's no, you're gone. Right. You're right. <laughs> and officer... now, the, well, the, the residents that are around there, they they just cover for everybody. Yep. They don't. They want, do. They snitches get and... snitches get stitches. It's all true. And the yep. weird thing about well, that is, Officer Dave works right. in Faribault, so you know. Just kidding. <laughs> anyway, moving. You're absolutely right. This is a thankless, heartless cruel job. It is. It's and brutal, man. When we're right, we're assholes. When we're wrong, we're assholes. <laughs> it's pretty much true. I posted, I posted a thank you to all law enforcement today because it is a brutal job. It is I a think there job. should be a great big officer walkout. That's what yeah, I say. I say just everybody just going quit. going to Minneapolis. Yep. See yeah. what they yeah. do. Yeah. No. Just don't do it when I'm no. around, okay, Officer Dave? Still don't be a cop when I'm around. around. Yeah. We'll, oh, we'll let you know when. Basically, you, might. Yeah. <laughs> you might get a pass. Basically, Tom is saying wait until they go to Florida, and then Minneapolis can do whatever they want. Yeah, then you can do it. <laughs> it all works. Well, we don't know. I, I do not know where, where Officer Dave is a police officer. He's never told me, and yeah. I, it's not like I want to know. It's true. Well, it's, it's good. It's we know he's a western suburb. He said you that. You used to work, live in it, Tom. Uh, and there may be there may be a lumpy and an Alyssa that live in this city. Oh, there might be. I might know them actually. <laughs> yeah, you it's might know where I am at now. I understand. I understand completely. All right, Officer Dave. <laughs> thank you for the call, sir. All right, guys. Happy birthday, Cassie. Thank oh, you. Look how sweet that is. Take care. That is going to do it for the birthday special edition. Of the <laughs> can, we sing? can we sing quickly? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Cassie. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. And now that everyone's tuned out, we can leave. <laughs>